Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. You know, fear is something that like kind of all connects us. We're, we could go around the room this morning. We can even say online, and actually you can do it if you want to. If you're online, uh, you can type in the chat, like, what's the th- what's things that you're afraid of? You know, we got people that are afraid of all sorts of things. Erica's deathly afraid of snakes. Like, if there's a snake in and around our house, like, there's two options. You either burn the house down or you move. That's it. There's, there's no, like, no, we, I can't just get rid of the snake because a snake could have laid little baby egg snakes everywhere, and one's going to crawl in her ear and eat her brain later on. You know, you never know. We got people that are afraid of snakes. Anybody afraid of snakes in the room? A couple people are. Uh, some people are afraid of the dark. Anybody afraid of the dark? All, there's men there's a no, I'm not afraid of the dark. But we all know as soon as you get in the dark, you're like, where's that iPhone flashlight up real quick? Um, some people are afraid of public speaking. Anybody afraid of public speaking? It's not a good thing to be afraid of if you're a pastor, but uh, uh, when I started pastoring, public speaking was a tough thing. Some people are afraid of the ocean, right? Um, I had, I'm, I'm not going to call her out, and I didn't even get her permission to talk about it. Uh, but this past weekend, uh, I got the great, okay, can I, can I say something? So uh, w- uh, this sweet lady over here in the uh, red shirt got baptized last week, our four-year four year anniversary. And as we were walking out, you know, beforehand, Elizabeth called me. She said, hey, you know, she, we're trying to think about, like, maybe we should do it in a pool or whatever because there's a little bit of a fear of the ocean, you know, fear of, like, what's up. I mean, we do do baptisms in the shark bite capital of the world, right? It's kind of, cra- kind of crazy, right? You can get baptized if you can survive it. Um, but, like, no, definitely on, you know, I'm getting baptized, faced her fear of the ocean. We went into it. She held my hand harder than I've ever felt anybody, but we, we, we got it done. It was great. Facing fears on a day where you're taking that huge step of faith, I think, is a huge deal. And so I commend you on it. Um, but we all have different fears. We've got things that, that we struggle with. Um, and so as, I, as I've, I've done this research on fear over the years and stuff, I, at some point I realized, I'm like, man, the Bible talks a lot about it. Do you know that in the Bible the word fear not or that phrase put together comes up quite a few times in the Bible? Anybody have any idea how many times? Who threw it out there? 365. Chip Clark, you knew it. 365 times in the Bible it says, fear not. Just so happens it's 365 days in the year. Pretty good reminder for each and every day that we're supposed to wake up that fear is something that we're supposed to fight against. But the world we live in doesn't make it that easy. You know, I remember years ago, um, I went and uh, went up to Ohio and visited some family members, got to spend some time with my cousins. And when I was a kid, my mom was pretty, our, my, my, our family was very conservative, and, and, and the things that we were allowed to watch on television, stuff like that, like we didn't even have TV. Like it was, at some point we had an antenna outside, it was like an RV, and we were real redneck, RV antenna, and like to watch a football game, dad would like yell around the corner, you got to turn the antenna, and like we'd be turning it, but never got to really watch TV. We did get uh, able to rent like uh, VHS tapes. But the rule was, if it's not PG, we ain't watching it. 
That's it. That, that was the rating. Like you, I, mean, I remember being like 12, 13 years old. I'm like, I'm 13. I'm going to watch PG-13. She said, not in my house, you're not. Not happening. So I went to, it, we were in Ohio, went to my cousin's house, and we sp- spent the night over there. And my cousins, they had this thing called HBO. I'd never, I'd never experienced the magic of HBO before. And so they said, oh, man, there's this movie on HBO we got to watch. It's called Arachnophobia. Now, arachnophobia was not rated PG. I don't think it was rated PG-13. Arachnophobia was this movie about these spiders that came to America and took over an entire town. At age 13, I remember watching this movie, and I remember there was one scene in which this guy gets in the shower, and he's shampooing his head. He's not paying attention. He's just having a great diet, and the spider lands on his forehead, and you think it's going to bite him, but somehow it goes down the drain. And for like the next three months, I never wanted to take a shower in my entire life. I was like anti-shower. Like I, che- I would get in the shower. I'm checking underneath the tub. I'm checking anywhere and everywhere. I was deathly, and even to this day, like one of the things like I don't like, spiders. I'm not dealing with spiders. But it was weird how this one thing in my life affected my life after that forever. This one thing. I don't remember being afraid of spiders beforehand, but now spiders freak me out. Fear has a pretty serious effect on us and who we are. Fear has an effect on on us living out, I believe, the purpose that God has called us to. For each of us, that purpose is different. But I think as we have different purposes, we also have different fears. And so for the next couple of weeks, I want to talk about these ways that we can kind of get past and what Jesus says when it comes to the fears that we face in our everyday our everyday life. Um, when it comes to uh, what Jesus says about it, um, you know, in the book of Matthew, uh, Matthew was a disciple of Jesus. He was somebody that uh, followed Jesus during his ministry and would have heard straight from him. Matthew writes this book later on that describes what Jesus says about many different topics, but one of them about fear. And so in, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, he quotes Jesus saying this. He says, don't be afraid. Right? Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid. You got to say it like that, like you're not afraid. Don't be afraid. He says, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. So Jesus, he's telling his disciples, that, hey, you know, when it comes to like fear, when it comes to the people that are around you, don't, don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of the things of this world, of what people think, of what people want to do. But then he goes on and he says, fear only God who can destroy both your soul and body in hell. Now, this is, this is one of those messages that's like, okay, Jesus says, don't fear. But then he says, fear. Don't, don't fear people. Don't fear the world. But then he says, fear, fear God. Now, here, here's the thing. In these two fears, I, w- I want you to kind of connect with this. Is, is at some point, I believe Jesus is trying to re uh, help us rewire our brains a little bit. Rewire the way that we think. I think when he's talking about fearing God, I don't think he's talking about fearing God from a sense of, of being afraid of or, or wanting to stay away from. I think specifically when he's talking about it, he's talking about honor and authority and, and, and an understanding of who is in control, an understanding of power in our lives. See, we live in a world right now where Especially in America, 
Like when we talk about authority, we live in a free country. So the authority really lies on, on what do you want? We fall into this trap of like when it comes to us pursuing the things that we want in life, it's like, it's what do, what do I want? What are the things that I desire? The house that I want to live in, the car that I want to drive, the things that I want to wear. What's, what, it, it comes to a point where we almost become the authority of everything in our lives. We do what we want. The problem is if you, if you go into it even a little bit deeper, the reasons why you make those choices a lot of times have to do with like what other people think. Like even if you don't want to admit to it, like you think to yourself like, man, I would like to have a new truck. But sometimes we think I want to have a new truck because I see Joe Bob, he's got a new truck and he looks cool. He looks like he's got it all working. I want people to think that I got it all going on, right? We go on vacation and stuff like that because we see, well, you know, uh, the next door neighbors, the Joneses, they went on vacation. We, we want people to think that we're cool too. We're adventurous. And so we make these decisions of, of what we want really based off of what we think other people want to see in us. And Jesus, he tells his disciples in this, he's like, man, for all that other stuff of the world, for the people, he said, don't be afraid of them because that's not what matters. There's, there's an eternal part. There's an eternal, eternal authority issue at work. He says, don't fear people. Fear God. That fear God thing um, is tough for us to understand because a lot of times the churches, uh, and even, even our church at times, has communicated uh, God as a very, very soft being. But I, I can't help but think that's furthest from the truth. I think, I think God is a merciful God. God is, is a gracious God. God, God is, a, is a loving God. And, and our culture associates those things, those good things, as, as soft or weak. But also know that God is the creator of all things. He is, he is our protector and our provider. And, and for, for all the things that we've kind of communicated of, of soft or weak, he is so much more when it comes to strength and power, more than what our minds can even imagine. So at some point, we, we, we've allowed ourselves to go through life thinking this like soft, weak thought of, of God as loving and gracious and kind, and he is those things. But we also need to understand that when it comes to what authority we allow to side decisions in our life, whether we, we, we go a certain way, it should be because of what God has, the authority that he has in us. And so Jesus, Jesus he continues to communicate to his disciples and try to teach them uh, about this, this thought of, like, of when it comes to being afraid of things or being afraid of the world and when it comes to like fearing and having faith in, in God and the authority that he has. But rather than just teaching them, he, I, I, there's, some situ, there's some times in the Bible where, where he actually like shows them through what's happening in life. And so in Matthew chapter 8, this is before he, he told them about you know, not to fear the world, but fear God. Um, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, something happens where uh, after he's preaching to the masses, they all get in a boat to go across the lake. And it says this in uh, chapter 8, verse 23, it says, Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake. 
Now, that lake that they're going across um, is not so much a lake as a, what it would be kind of viewed as like an ocean. Like this would, be a, this would be a very big, very big lake, like a lake that you might not see the other side of it type of thing. This is a very big body of water, and so they're trying to go across it. So suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with the waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. A couple things I want to I communicate real quick. You know, obviously these, some of these guys uh, were very much afraid, and for, and for good reason. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of people that are fishermen and boat people uh, here in our church, and, and they know that if you're out in the ocean in the middle of the storm, there's going to be a lot of tension that you feel with that. There's going to be some nerves. There's going to be some fear that comes up. Now I'm going to tell you right now, as, as, as a fisherman, I, I, I'm not afraid to go offshore. But I do have a fear and understand of where I'm at. There's a respect and an understanding of the authority because I know what can happen out there. I'm not afraid to, to go out into it and be a part of it and to experience it. But I do know what it is capable of. So these guys, some of them fishermen, are out on the lake. This huge storm comes up, and they start to be afraid, but says that Jesus was asleep. Real quick, when, when, I, when I read this, actually, and I know how this story goes, when I read this, I couldn't help but think like kind of how parents think a little bit. Um, you ever had your kid come up to you, like it's like 7 o'clock in the morning or something like and you're like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Okay, I'm the only one. Perfect. Um, even with Olivia, I've got a, a seven-year-old, uh, Olivia, who, who, who wake me up in the morning. Daddy, daddy, yeah, yes, baby. What's, everything all right? Yeah, everything's great. I'm thirsty. Okay. Baby, I've seen you go into the fridge before and get a bottle of water or get an apple juice. Why are you waking me up? I just thought you needed to know I'm thirsty. I love you so much. Go get yourself a drink. You, you have my permission. Part of me thinks that, that Jesus, when, when his disciples are going to get to this point where they like, try to wake him up, he's really trying to, trying to see, trying to test them. Like, may, maybe they'll understand that they have access to this, this, this understanding, that they don't have to be afraid. But that's not how it goes. So the disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? I want to stop there because I think with whatever storm you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, the things that you, you're fearful of, and, and I'm going to be honest, there's some things that, that, you know, I jokingly said stuff about like the dark, being afraid of the dark, and being afraid of spiders, but there's many of us that we deal with fears each and every day, fears about like our job. Is, is it working out? Is it going to work out? Fears about the relationship that we're in. Fears about the health of our children. Fears about our own health, about our culture, and about, about COVID. Fears about, about what's happening in politics. If you don't trust me, man, watch the news. You'll see that there's lots of people that are afraid of lots of very real things. But I think one of the things that we need to remember when fear keeps into our lives, we need to think, what are we afraid of? Because fear is not... I think fear has got to, underst- to start with understanding who has the authority of this situation. What are you afraid of? 
Jesus continues on. He says, you have so little faith. Then he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. You know, I think it's funny, uh, Matthew, he, he communicates that, like, what he heard Jesus, or what, what happened in the, that feeling of that moment is that they were amazed by Jesus calming the waters immediately. I think that would be pretty cool to see. Go from storm to slicked out calm in a second. But Peter, when he describes that moment, he doesn't, he doesn't say that the, the disciples were amazed. He communicates through Mark, he says, he says that the disciples were terrified. And they said, who is this man? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Now, a couple things I want. I want to, at some point, there was this shift where they were afraid of the storm. But, but they, then it says, Peter says that they were terrified of Jesus because how the wind and the waves obey him. See, that word obey, it communicates authority or power. At some point, the physical shift of fear went to, wait a minute, this guy's got, this guy has access to the power that can calm the storm. Like, I, I'm not quite sure all about it yet, but there's, there's something there. Just a few chapters later, we see that Jesus takes these disciples, and after they've seen him calm the storm, he, he goes and they, they, they feed 5,000 men, which it would actually have been, it would have been probably double that number when you talk about children and, and women that were around in that group. Feeds them from, from five loaves and two fishes, this fantastic miracle. And you would think from, from seeing these things, their faith would continue to be bolstered and would continue to grow. And their, 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 their concept of what they would be afraid of would shrink and diminish. But right after this, it says that, in the book of Matthew chapter 14, it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. So here they go. They got in the boat with Jesus they crossed over to the lake. They fed the 5,000, and now Jesus is insisting, I want you to get in the boat. I want you to go back across the lake. This time Jesus is not in it with them. He said, go across to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples, and this is verse 24, the meanwhile the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. Now here's the thing. You would think at some point these guys would understand, wait, we've been here before. It, it wasn't so long ago that we were facing these same fears and struggles. You know, can I, can I be honest with you? There's... There's been stuff in my own life in which been, I've been afraid and I've seen God show up. And the very next time, the, the very next time it happened, I was just as afraid. Because at some point in my life, I, I adjusted, I readjusted where the authority was. 
I, I adjusted and I was afraid to get up and, and, and talk to someone or communicate uh, a, a tough conversation or communicate in front of the church because at some point I had shifted where the authority was, where I cared more about what this person thought or I cared more about what was going on in this situation than I cared about what Jesus said about it. When it comes to our fear, it's all about who we put authority in first. Matthew chapter 14, verse 25 says, About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. I think there's only two questions that you should ask yourself today when it comes to the things that you're afraid of. When it comes to the fear that you have with the relationship that you're in or the fear that you have about your future. The the fear that you have about politics or COVID the, the fear that you have about raising your children or your financial situation. Two questions. The first thing I would say is ask yourself, why are you afraid? Who's in control? Who, who's, who's in authority over what you're going through? Which leads to the next question of, Who's in the boat with you in that situation? See, I, see, I can understand when it comes to these disciples the being afraid when, when Jesus was not in the boat with them. They had seen Jesus show up and had the authority to calm the wind and calm the waves. That had to have bolstered their faith. But I, I can kind of connect with them and, and why they were afraid the second time if Jesus wasn't in the boat. I think it's a reminder for us that when it comes to these things that we're struggling with, these things that we're afraid of, that cause fear in our hearts, we need to make sure, one, we're inviting Jesus into it, into that relationship, into, into our finances. The, these areas of our life that we cut off and we say, okay, Jesus, you know, I'm going to listen to you and everything else, but when it comes to this person I date, this is I'm going to do it the way that, that the world says this is how we're supposed to do it. I'm going to tell you, you should probably be afraid in that situation. When it comes to your finances and, and you say, you know what, Jesus, and in all these different areas, I'm going to love people, I'm going to, I'm going to serve, at the, but when it comes to my finances, like this is an area that you, this is just me. I think it's a good place for you to be afraid. Because if, it, if it's just you, like I, I, don't, I don't know how you get through it by yourself. with what you're struggling with, what you're fearful of, who's in the boat with you? I, I want to I challenge you to, in these situations to invite Jesus in and say, Jesus, what do, you, what do you want to happen? Jesus, I'm going to take away the authority that I have in this situation. I'm going to take away, stop thinking about what other people think about me in this situation. And Jesus, I'm going to, my fear is not going to be in them. My fear, my, the authority is going to be in you. I think if we do that, 
things change in our life. You know, when it comes to coastline, I've, I, I've, we just celebrated four years when we're going on our fifth. There's not ever been a point in which I was afraid of how we were going to get to the next day. There, there's been times where financially it looked like it was going to be tough. There was times where, when, especially, you know, uh, last year, it was like, I don't know how we're ever going to get together and meet again. There was times when there was shifting in our team and, and, and the world around us. And, and, but I was never afraid because, man, I know Jesus is with us. And I know I, I'm not giving the authority to anyone else. I'm going to obey and do what Jesus tells me to do. If I have faith in him and I'll obey and do what he tells me to do, I believe the best is yet to come. Because the world, I, I love Lush County. I'm thankful that we get to meet in this building. But I'm telling you what, if they change their decision and said, hey, you know what, Coastline can't meet in New Smyrna Beach High School, I ain't worried about it. Because my faith and trust is not in them. They are not my authority. God is. If it comes to our economy and, and inflation continues to go or whatever and things are like we, we start to struggle, I'm not going to be, my faith is not in our government. My faith is in God. It even, it even says so on my money. I think we live in a time where in the areas that you're fearful, it's time to invite Jesus into that boat and understand that whatever you're afraid of, you need to ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? I would bet the reason you're afraid of it is because at some point you've given authority to something that doesn't have the authority. The people in your life, they don't have the authority to determine what you do and how you make decisions. But Jesus does. You know, I think it's funny that, uh, man, the disciples, I feel like I definitely could have fit in with those jokers. I mean, they didn't. They were kind of like weathermen. They never really got anything right the whole time they were with Jesus, right? It's like Jesus is like, man, I'm just going to keep teaching you. The disciples, they see Jesus show up and time and time and time again, and still their their faith is is weak. And then all of a sudden, there's this change. There's this shift, right? Because it, even Peter, Peter's afraid of, of what the, the people are going to say that they find out he's a follower of Jesus. He denies them three times. All these people scatter that were followers of Jesus when he gets taken before the Sanhedrin, when he gets taken before Pontius Pilate. No, no, we don't, we don't know him. We're not a part of that. They didn't have faith that he could feed the 5,000. They didn't have faith that he could calm the storm. But then all of a sudden something changes because after Jesus dies and comes back to life. You see these guys pursuing the telling, planning churches and telling people what Jesus has done to the point at which they are put to death and put in jail. For some point, their faith is, is, is changed forever. I think it's because they knew who had the authority. Because at some point, as they saw Jesus be put to the cross... And they saw him come back to life, and they sat and had lunch with him. They said, that I saw you that you were beaten. I saw that you were nailed to a cross. I saw that you stopped breathing and that you died. But you're here today. At some point, you're the one that has the authority over what's going on in this world. 
Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20, Jesus sits down with his disciples before he goes to heaven. He says this, he says, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this. Hang on to this. I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. I, I think that last part is for us today. I think today when what you're struggling through, what, what you've got, what you're afraid of, I think you need to know this. Jesus says, I've been given the authority over death, over the grave, over it all. And I'm with you always. Who's in authority? And who are you allowing to get in the boat with you? I think those are the two questions that you got to go with this morning. And so today... With whatever you're struggling with and you're feeling when it comes to COVID, when it comes to vaccinations, when it comes to politics, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your health, and your, and your, when it comes to your finances, I just want to challenge you with this. Why are you afraid? Who are you putting in an authority? And who's in the boat with you? I, I think if you can give Jesus the authority of your life. I think if you put him and make him be part of the decisions that you make, man, you got nothing to be afraid of. I think it's an opportunity to fear not. So I want to leave you this. When it comes to politics, fear not. When it comes to your health, fear not. When it comes to the struggles that you're having with your relationships or your family, Fear not. When it comes to your finances, Brian, you don't know the red number. That's 365 times. Fear not. I want to challenge you this week as you go through and you experience times of fear. Fear not. Put your authority or understand who has the authority, Jesus Christ. Get him in the boat in that decision. I promise your life will change. This week, as you go through these things, I want to let you know I'll be praying for you. Uh, fear is a very real thing, and it's not something that just changes because a pastor says that you should change it. It's something that happens continually. I'll be praying for you. If there's something specifically I can be praying for you, please let me know. My email's on the website. Man, you can contact. You can find me on Facebook, too. I'm not even on private or anything like that. Just don't post pictures of your cats on my Facebook. That's all right. But I'm praying for you. I believe as we continue to give Jesus the authority and put him in the boat in these decisions, man, our lives are going to change for the better. When it comes to our church, when it comes to your family, when it comes to our country, man, I think that's the answer. I'm going to pray for us this week. Jesus, I thank you so much for the things that we even struggle with. Jesus, I know that there's times where there's some struggles that we're dealing with that, that you've put them in our way because there's things that we've got to learn. There's things that we got to connect with. There's things that we got to surrender and give over to you and say that you have authority in it. And so today, this week, when these things happen, when we start to become afraid, I pray that you would remind us, that your Holy Spirit would remind us to give you the authority in that situation, to invite you into the things that we've cut you out of.
Jesus, I know that as we do that, our, words are, our worlds are going to change. I know that as we continue to choose you, the best will still be yet to come. And so I thank you for how we're going to celebrate in the future of these things. I thank you for the times where our faith is going to be continue to grow and fear of these things is going to diminish. Above all else, I pray that you'd have your way. I thank you for what's to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Coastline, I want you to know I love you very much. I know fear isn't an easy thing. I want to invite you back uh, next week as we continue to talk about these things. Uh, spend some time uh, this morning before you leave connecting with some people around you. I, mean, I think church is, is more than just getting together and worship and listening to a pastor. I think it's about building community. And so if you want to do that in a comfortable, safe way, I think this is a great opportunity to do so. Uh, use the time this week to continue to grow spiritually. What you do in following Christ is beyond just these 70 minutes at church. Uh, and if we do these things, if we continue to connect, if we continue to grow spiritually, if we continue to accept his call to go into the world, the best is still yet to come, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.